Happy New Year, Chapel Happy family. Wow, we are so excited that you decided to join us at church from home. Man, it's no better way to kick off your new year than being with your church family. And um, so I just want to go ahead and start off by saying Christmas at the chapel was absolutely incredible. I just want to say thank you to the production, worship, parking, hospitality, all the teams that served to make Christmas super special for our chapel family. So thank you so much for that. Speaking of Christmas, I need your help. I need your help online. I need your help here. I need your help. Christmas in our household is it's just it's just not there yet. And it's my fault because I'm a little bit of a Grinch on for Christmas. Don't worry, our freedom group, they know all about it. I'm a little bit of a Grinch and I'm trying to establish some Christmas traditions. We're trying to establish Christmas traditions together. So in the chat, go ahead and send me some Christmas traditions. Go ahead and just tell us a little bit about some Christmas traditions that we can steal from. Do you guys have some? Yeah, I got one. Mm -hmm. So stockings. Okay. Stockings are the best. All right. You got to fill those stockings with good things. Okay. We don't want any dollar store toys, junk. Wow. You're never even going to use. <laughs> Put some good stuff in there. That's like okay. $100 stocking. Jeez, okay. And then Christmas pajamas. Okay. You got to sleep in new jammies for That's Santa. Fair. That's you got to have them. All right, I love that. Will you that. say stocking again? Stocking. Stocking. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I love it. We have a tradition. I don't know how it started, but we have crab legs on Christmas night. So no leftovers. We get crab legs and make them at home. And it was great because a couple of years, our younger kids didn't like them. So it was like perfect. Only a few people to feed. But in the last few years, our younger two decided they like crab legs too. So it's getting to be an expensive tradition. But it's a good one. It's a fun one. That's so good. It's BYOC. Bring your own crab legs. <laughs> I'll bring some. That's so good. Uh, for us, we don't do anything traditional. Um, okay. We don't usually cook or we'll cook like fried chicken or something. Yeah, we don't do the, you know, the uh -huh. whole thing, the Christmas meal. I'll be there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't, we don't open presents till the evening or whenever we feel like it. Yeah. Um, and we go out and watch a movie. Or whatever's open, we'll just go out and do that. So none of the traditional, which is fine. We yeah. just don't do that. I love yeah, that. Just, I love that. I think we're getting a few ideas yeah, now. I mean, it's this couch is pretty expensive over here. I mean, we're talking hundred dollars stockings and also like crab legs. Michael, we may be joining you with your tradition and, and all of that. We yeah, that's newlywed tradition. That's right. That's it. That's it. Well, man, we've started this actually a couple of years ago, and it's actually establishing a word for the year. And it's cool because um, what we get to do is just set a word that resonates in our hearts and our minds all year long. And my year, my word for the year last year was actually uh, space. And so it was cool looking at moments in life and going back to, man, what am I doing in my life that it's I'm not giving space for God? I'm, I'm filling it with all these different things. I'm filling my heart, my mind with all these different things. Where's the room for God? And so it it was just a challenge for me and a reminder for me throughout the year to make space, to make room for what God was just doing in and through me. And so I love whenever we have an opportunity to share our word, um, just as a reminder, like I said, that resonates in our hearts and minds. And so you're going to hear from all these different leaders on this stage today. And as we're doing that, I want you to go ahead and just be thanking and praying through a word for you, a word for your family that can just carry you through this year. So I'm going to kick us off. And my word for this year is seek. It means to uh, search for, to look for, to discover. And I'm telling you, this is a powerful word in our household because there's a lot of things that I'm searching for, that I'm looking for, that I do not find. You know, I spend like seconds just looking for it. And I'm telling Brittany, I believe the remote grew some legs and walked away. Or I'm saying, I'm telling her, Brittany, we don't have trash bags. We've never had trash bags in this house because I can't find it. And then after a few seconds of me complaining out loud, Brittany comes over to the same area that I was searching 
and then she finds it. It's like magic. I don't know. It's, it's like magic. She just automatically finds it. Women have it. It's a gift. Okay, well, do not. it is a very special gift. And so I was thinking back about the times in my life where I've been searching. I was thinking about this past year of like what I was searching, what I was seeking after in my heart and in my mind. What I noticed is when Brittany would come over and start searching, she'll move a couple things out of the way or she'll maybe bend down a little bit more than what I wanted to to grab the item and she found it. So I think about those times in my life where in my seeking and my searching, maybe I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for what I define as peace, my own peace. And then I've noticed that I've learned that it was actually peace in not being present in the moment. I've discovered that even in times of disappointment, that I've actually moved towards distance, that I've moved away, or I'm looking for or searching for a solution to a problem, but I want it on my own terms. In the Bible, it actually tells us so many times to seek, to seek God's peace, to seek his righteousness, to seek justice, but ultimately it tells us to seek God. And the cool thing about it is there's a promise in seeking God. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, when you seek me, you will find me, when you search with your whole heart or with all of your heart. And just like I was doing when I look for things at home, I'm not really searching with my whole heart. I'm not really looking. It's two seconds and I've given up or I get irritated by it. It's not my whole heart. It's a half-hearted attempt. So this year I'm just thinking, you know what? I want to seek God with my whole heart. I'm going to put all that I have in seeking him and, and know that the promise is that I will find him. That in my seeking of him this year, that it's going to be maybe moving some things out of the way. In my seeking of him, maybe it's actually kneeling down, getting down, and seeing a better perspective of what God is doing in my life. Getting, moving myself out of the way, searching for his peace, searching for his righteousness, and truly finding him in all of it. I'm excited for the spiritual impact of that. I'm also excited for maybe the impact at home as well. (laughs) Um, So my word is holy. And when I was thinking of this, I was like, all right, well, I want to know what God has for me. So let me pray about this. Uh, So one morning, naturally, I have to create the perfect environment for this to happen. So the coffee's on, worship music is playing, I have my journal ready. I'm like, all right, Lord, here I am. What would you like for me this year? And nothing came. Um, And then fast forward that week, I'm in Chapel Kids, and in the middle of the lesson, this word holy hits me just in a different way than it has before. And it was just such a reminder that God shows up in sometimes unexpected and maybe slightly chaotic moments of life too. Um, So it comes from the book of Exodus when God is talking to Moses through the burning bush. And he says, remove your sandals for where you're standing is holy ground. Um, And I realized that I saw holy as a set-apart moment because the situation must be so great or what's going on is so glamorous. But what we see here is actually a really mundane moment interrupted by God and his presence then made it holy. Uh, The ground remained the same that Moses was on. Nothing changed about his location. Um, So it isn't the ground that makes something holy. It's the one who's standing on it with me that does. Um, It also takes the pressure off of me. I don't have to create. I don't have to perform. So instead of grasping and working for it, I just look to the one who's fully holy. And so as I go into this year with this mindset, then nothing is mundane when God is a part of it. It's not just another day. It's not just another conversation um, because it's not about the platform or the position. It's God being with me. And in a year that I'm sure we'll have uncertainty like they all do, um, I know that God is in those moments too because there's nothing too small, too big um, that God doesn't show up in. Um, So those moments can be holy too. 
And I just wonder how much more intentional I'll be knowing this and going forward with this of knowing that the God of the universe comes down to meet me every single time and brings his holiness to. That's so good. Um, the word the Lord has been working with me um, for the past couple months on um, is discipline. And um, I noticed when I got married how undisciplined I was and how out of whack my life is <laughs> and how fascinated to get it together. Um, but I found the scripture in Hebrews 12, 11. It says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Um, whenever the end of that, I thought about, you know, the wife I now have and the family I have in the future. They're looking to me to be the pace setter of the family. And if I'm not disciplined, they won't be disciplined. Um, and even for my own personal life, walking with God and the places God wants to take me, you know, the praying and the reading the word and being in communities is important, but me discipline myself, disciplining myself is also just as important. Um, just like when you build a skyscraper, the higher you want to go, the deeper your foundation has to be so it can handle the, the weight of the building as it goes up. Um, as God wants to take me higher, I have to make sure that my foundation is set and that certain disciplines are in place so I don't have to go back and try and build the building and build the foundation at the same time, which sounds like so much work and so much effort that is not necessary. Um, and I love through, throughout the word, even in Proverbs, it talks about how discipline is related to our prosperity, our peace, our joy. Discipline encompasses so many other things. Um, and it's not just a nice buzzword, but it's, it's something at least I need to implement in my daily life um, and start, you know, whether it starts somewhere, praying, fasting, start somewhere. But I have to really work on, you know, getting myself to the place where I'm completely disciplined so that God can do what he wants to do fully in my life. That's great. I think mine kind of goes with that. And mine is, um, <clears throat> I'm blanking. It's intentional. Let your friends help. Yes. You. Thank okay. you. I was intentional to help you. Holy moly. Um, anyhow, so it's intentional. And God gave me this word just a few days ago as I was waiting to pick up my son from school and I had just listened to a podcast and it was talking about how she intentionally spends time in the car with Jesus, just her and Jesus. And her intention is friendship with Jesus. And I think about being intentional and I think about how when I go to the grocery store, if I'm not intentional in what I buy, I buy too much or I buy things I have no intention of even eating like produce. Like I'm not, I'm not Amen. eating that kale. I'm never going to, my husband isn't going to eat it. It just rots in my refrigerator. And so in, in my relationship with God, I want to just have this spiritual discipline of being intentional with him the same way we need to be intentional in our relationships with each other intentional in our serving in church intentional in our relationships with our spouse intentional in our relationships with our kids intentional in our friendships we need to have this discipline of intentionality with God and with spending time with God and I feel like the past few years I may have just been going through some motions and 
I'm good with God. Like, I know God loves me and my salvation is secure, but I want deeper, more meaningful, intentional relationship with God. I want it to be good. I want it to be rich. I want it, I want to be on fire. I want to be excited to wake up in the morning and be in the Word and talk to him in the car when I'm going through things and knowing that he's hearing me and he's going to answer me. And also, let's be honest, sometimes we have to be quiet, intentionally quiet in our relationship with God so we can hear from him. So the verse that I received when I was praying about this was um, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And so just being intentional in what he has for us and what his will is for my life and his plans and his purposes. That's really good. So my word for the year is, is grateful. And when I started thinking back at this past year, the word that kept coming up, the the perspective that I had was thankfulness. And so when grateful hit, I was like, that that seems a little bit redundant, Lord. And so the scripture that came to my mind was Philippians 4.4. And Paul says to the Philippian church, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And if there's one thing that we can't do too much of, it's thankfulness. It's being grateful. It's rejoicing. It's praising the Lord. This past year, you know, we encountered a lot of struggle, a lot of trials. And when I see God's presence, when I see peace, when I see victory, when I see breakthrough, I can always tie those things to thankfulness. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for somebody bringing over a meal. I'm thankful for somebody stopping by to encourage us when we were down. In all of those things, it's good to give thanks. But the thing that the Lord put on my heart this year with grateful is that I need to be grateful for the things that he doesn't give me, the sunrise. That's not my sunrise, it's mine to enjoy being grateful when somebody has a birthday, when somebody celebrates an anniversary, a wedding, being grateful for the things that um, come into other people's lives. When God blesses them, for me to be grateful, it's a a discipline, it's intentional, it's it's something that helps me to overcome the the easy sins that beset us. The second scripture that um, I was thinking of was when Mary and Martha were hosting Jesus in their house. And, you know, it goes to the scene where, where Martha, she's, she complains to Jesus about Mary. And um, the thing the Lord laid on my heart was, if I'll be grateful for what other people get, it will keep me from, from being selfish, from complaining. Just think if Martha would have been grateful that she got to host the king of the universe. You know, just think if Martha was grateful that her sister got to sit at the feet of Jesus because that teaching in her heart would be in in their midst forever. And so I really felt like what the Lord was saying is, yeah, last year you had some significant breakthroughs. Thankfulness brought you to where you are today. But now you need to start celebrating the blessing in other people's lives, being grateful for what isn't necessarily given directly to me, but grateful for what God does in other people's lives so that it keeps me from from those things that would hinder me from coming into his presence. And so being grateful is, I for me, it's, it's taking thankfulness 
and it's kind of amping it up. If I have a grateful heart, I'm grateful in all things, not just for the things that I get. Uh, my word this year um, came after kind of going through my journal from the past year. So when you're choosing this word for the next year, you often look back at, you know, what, what's he been doing all this past year? And there was a theme that kept popping up, and um, the word was treasures. And the idea uh, is tre treasures that come in darkness. And Isaiah 45.3 says, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. And you know, there, are, there are some lessons that can only be learned in the dark. And um, they're beautiful, even though it's a situation that you may not enjoy being in. He has lessons ready for you. And in those seasons, you draw so close to him. It makes you draw closer. It makes you go deeper. Sometimes it's just minute by minute you're depending on him for your strength. Um, it, it, it strengthens your faith because you see him come through for you over and over again. And, you know, I'm not, it's not that I'm anticipating, um, you know, darkness this year. Um, it's simply that sometimes the uncertainty of the future can be scary, but there's a comfort in knowing that whatever we face, there's a purpose in it. Not, none of it is without purpose. God is at work. God has lessons for you in that. And, you know, I think as people, we love to be comfortable. We think if we're comfortable that like everything's fine and like everything's, we're doing everything right as long as we're comfortable. But you know, sometimes it's a dangerous place to be. You know, it's in the discomfort that we seek, that we go deeper, that we get to know him more, that we gain an empathy for other people. You know, sometimes we leave situations with such a deep empathy for other people going through things. And it just brings me so much comfort to know that he has lessons. And you know, when we face things in life, we can either crumble and ask why, why me, why is this going on? Or we can say, God, what do you have for me? What treasure do you have for me in this season um, that you want me to learn and want me to know and want me to understand a little bit more about you? Um, so that's my word, treasure. So good, come on. So thank you all. Thank you all for sharing your word. Yeah. Inspired all of us, I'm sure it inspired our friends here at home. And you know, we would encourage you, like if you haven't chosen a word for the year before, um, maybe you're maybe you're expanding your business or or you're starting a business. You got some maybe a big word that you need for this year that will carry you through. Or maybe it's a spiritual discipline like prayer or gratitude or or generosity. Um, that can be your word for the year. And you know, the, the power isn't in the word, right? Like the, we don't yeah. think that these words themselves carry the power. The power comes when we're connecting to the God of the universe yeah. and saying, God, I'm Holy Spirit, show me. What do you yeah, want me so to do? True. How do you want me yeah. to change? What direction do you want me to go in? That's where the real power is. When we take that time and, and be intentional and ask him um, to show us what he would have us to do. So we just wanna say once again, Chapel family, Happy New Year. Yeah, come on. Happy, Happy New, New Year. We love you so much. And, and as Pastor Brennan mentioned at the beginning, you know, part of these days are so that our incredible volunteers can have a Sunday in their jammies. So hopefully you're doing that today and you're enjoying some extra time with friends and family. And, you know, we have a huge year ahead of us yes, for the chapel. Do. Yes, we you do. You know, you might not have known it yet, but we're building a building. <laughs> we got some big things going on. We're going to continue our partnership with Chesterfield County Jail. Chapel in Espanol is oh, coming. And of course, our next campaign. And we are just so excited for all God has in store for the families of the chapel and for the chapel. Uh, can't wait for first Wednesday, this Wednesday. You're going to have to Come wear on. pants with zippers and buttons. <laughs> no more eating pants. Put your regular pants back on. And come hang out with your chapel family. 
And then a week from today is 21 days of prayer. And you know, if you have not participated in that in the past, I cannot encourage you enough to be part of 21 days of prayer. You can join us each morning online, but if you can plan some mornings to be in the room, there is nothing like being here in person. He meets with us every single time in a supernatural way. If you're facing some things in the new year and you know you need his strength, you've got to get yourself here. We put him first. Prayer is not a last resort. It's the first thing we go to. And so we're super excited about 21 days of prayer. So happy new year, friends. Go get a good nap and clean up your house. We'll see you soon. Christmas trees, people. See you first Wednesday.